Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And greetings listeners. This is our letter to the podcaster edition of our 30th series of Sundition. And we cannot wait for you to hear from our guest today. She's actually on Zoom with us right now. Crystal, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, so hi everyone. My name is Crystal. I go by she, her pronouns. Um, I'm 16 and I really love everything to do with like creative stuff intertwined with our everyday lives with like politics. So I'm super into journalism and debate and I love expressing those things through any sort of like creative measures with especially with art. So in the past I run a sticker shop and one of the things I did with my sticker shop was kind of like advocate for a lot of the um I guess like political slash like human rights things I believe in such as the stop API hate movement and mental health and yeah so that's me and I'm to, I'm so excited to be here and we're super glad to have you on uh, so we're gonna go back to why you started sticker making in the first place so what's the story behind that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically I mentioned in my introduction, I love doing like journalism debate and stuff. And I'm part of my school's, my, I'm part of my high school's debate team. And I'm actually like the captain this year, which is such a relief because basically last year I wasn't a captain and we had like a whole situation where we really needed a lot of money to run, to keep our mm-hmm. club moving. And I was like really stressed out because we needed to like get $600 within, I think like three to four months. And at the time it seemed like so much money. And basically at the time I was like part of the huge Instagram bullet journal community, also known as like Studygram, which is a combination of like studying and Instagram, where a lot of people will just take pictures of their pretty bullet journals or their pretty desks and um, post them on Instagram. And oftentimes in those photos, there are so many cute stickers. And I just remember being a part of that community and being like, oh my gosh, I love these stickers. And I started buying a lot of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can make stickers. So initially before raising money for a lot of those causes that I believed in, I mainly raised money for my high school debate program. And it's technically also like a cause I believe in because I'm like also really passionate about debate and the skills that debate teaches people. And all the money goes to like a very um, equitable like debate institution that I now currently work for, which is even cooler. But anyways, um, which is why I know that it's a equitable like debate institution. But yeah, so that's kind of how I got into sticker making, mainly like at first out of necessity. And then it turned into something I honestly really enjoyed a lot. So yeah. I see. So I know you mentioned StudyGram. So what kind of a part did that really play in your fundraising for your debate program? Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a big part, right? Like it's, it was like the main inspiration and also like the main kind of like source of motivation I got because basically like like any community, StudyGram has like a lot of people that you can befriend and a lot of the people that I befriended over just like kind of commenting on their posts and then I'm a very extroverted person so I love swiping up on people's stories and starting nice conversations with random people around the world and random people who are in the community. I guess I made a lot of friends with a lot of artists and they really just played a huge role in 
in helping me like find kind of like helping me strategize like how I'm going to make that money what I'm going to use to sell like am I going to use Etsy am I going to do like regular or I guess like simpler orders through Venmo um so the community played like a really big role and also the community played a really big role in kind of like getting me inspired with a lot of the amazing art that people do and a lot of the other amazing like funds and causes that people donate to like I don't know if um anyone has seen like really um adorable like Black Lives Matter little stickers made by Black creators that were donated to things like um, bail funds and donated to the families of people who were who were victims or the families of people who were um, victims of police violence and yeah it just played a really big role in getting me a lot of like support with friends and also a lot of inspiration from the community. And speaking of the more uh, creative inspiration, uh, I know, well, since we previously talked, we're jumping ahead anyways, but kind of where do you, did the study group also inspire the style of your own stickers, right? Because I'd say every creator has their own uh, unique uh, set of like, artistic style or what do they have that they're selling or they're you know sharing to Instagram so what was yours and how did Studygram influence that? Yeah for sure so I'd say definitely for a lot of like creators for a lot of artists like their art tends to there's like a lot of different types of art and I think that especially when it comes to Studygram the art is more like cute and quiet and honestly just kind of like matches the different aesthetics that there are out there so for example and it tends to like change from time to time so for example when um avatar the last airbender was trending a lot you would see Uh, i i love i love i need to finish that show but when that was trending a lot you would see so many like variations of mm -hmm. appa and the different characters and them doing in different scenes and kind of modifying it to be more quiet and more like cute i think instead of like the way that it's you know were originally animated so I think like Studygram takes that original art and just makes it cuter makes it I think like more, less like realism be, like based and more I don't I, I don't know I, I never I didn't take AP art history so I don't really know all those <laughs> terms but all I know is that it's <laughs> in my opinion at least a lot cuter and a lot um a little bit more like I guess yeah just like cuter and kawaii is the main words I would use to like describe it and that study gram style definitely influenced me a lot because in the past I was like I was very unsure of where to go with my art I didn't know if I wanted to do like realism or kind of like anime style like sketches with long lines Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so I think Mm -hmm. like for sure after like looking at my friend's art and looking at the stickers that are used on big study gram accounts I was like okay so this is what most people this is what's most marketable and this is what most people are interested in buying so I'm gonna try and kind of like find my while trying to find my own unique like sense of style kind of try and drift towards this direction. Speaking of like the cuter version the only thing I can think of when you say that is when I first started watch like before it came on Netflix it was I watched on Amazon Prime look like in middle school and they had a chibi version of like the videos do you know what I'm talking about where they it was the same people like it was officially avatar the last airbender animation but it was they made everyone super small and like compact and really cute and (laughs) 
Yeah, I would say compact is definitely like the right word to describe a lot of the art, yeah. If you have time, I think you should watch it on YouTube if you haven't already. It's, <laughs> I hope it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I think it is. It should be. Yeah, I've anyway. seen it. I definitely need to watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, going back to your business and your sticker making, how exactly did you get your goods and sell them? It's more like the logistics part of your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically, um, I would look at a lot of, so there's Studygram, and then there's also like a part of YouTube that is very near Studygram, but it's kind of like big Studygram accounts with their own YouTube channels, and something that I would do is I would look at those YouTube channels, and people would have these massive hauls from places like AliExpress or other like big, um, I guess, like companies that sell bulk stationary and I would look at those items and I'd be like oh okay like this is stuff that's like trendy and I'd also look at you know the items that are being featured in a lot of the studygram posts so from there I was like looking for kind of more I guess like ethical sources to get those same um, stickers and get those same like piece of paper and sticky notes to make little stationary packs and then I realized there's no like real ethical consumption, but I tried my best to mainly buy from Etsy sellers that were selling in bulk and were um, selling their own art in bulk. And I contacted them to make sure that they're cool with me like reselling and stuff. And I also bought a lot of, and I tried to, and I tried to like buy stuff from um, Amazon and a bit from AliExpress, but I mainly tried to try and like find a way but I do say that I do want to preface like with saying that like there is no kind of like ethical consumption though when it comes to um study gram and like a lot of things with sticker making especially and this was something that I found like really I guess um like troubling at the time because I'm someone who really cares about both like my environmental impact and also like my impact I'm having on um like my consumption But I guess like Mm -hmm. something that is really important to anyone who might be considering making a sticker shop who does have that sort of like inner um, regret and inner like worry about these types of things is that like one that's so good of you and I'm proud of I'm also like proud of myself and I'm glad that I'm not um, I'm glad that I'm conscious about these things but it's just like part of the systems that we live under that er there's like very little ways to live like ethically while trying to achieve like greater things in the future right and like how I sort of like I don't think justify is like the right word for it but how I kind of like explained it to myself and other people who were struggling with the same thing and how other people that had like the same struggles who are also like sticker makers explained it to us was that like um you're using this money like you're one you're not using this money to like harm people and two like you just have to understand that there's just no ethical consumption under the systems that we're living under so that's like a little preface to what I'm about to say about like consuming to like buying mass bulk in like um, from places like Amazon or AliExpress or eBay or stuff like that like there's very little um, ethical consumption but that's like where I mainly got my stuff from and from there I used a lot of like I tried to use Notion at first, but then I stuck to like Google Sheets to kind of calculate and package and sell um, my items on Depop at first and also just on Instagram. And I would just have like an Instagram set up and have people like Venmo me money directly. And that was when it was mainly like just people at my school buying me, buying stuff from me. And mm-hmm. when I went to like Depop to sell like my little stationary grab bags, there were a few people around like just like 
like mutual friends or people who heard about my shop and knew that like I um knew that like I was really passionate about debate and it was something that I really needed money for and then after I was done with Depop I realized that oh there's like actually a lot of people who are interested in buying some of my stuff and I started working on like my hand-drawn art instead of like reselling a bunch of um stationery and that's when I moved to Etsy which is way more expensive and it was quite a leap but it was um way more easy to access and just way more easy for other people to access to who want to buy stickers but yeah um sorry that was like a really long explanation but that's kind of like how the pipeline of how I got my goods and started selling them yeah and I hopefully our listeners have caught on that you started selling stationery first and then you obviously like you said moved on to sticker making and I think the point you brought up about overconsumption is super interesting. And I would love to know how you, like when you changed from selling stationery to sticker making, which was also a change from buying someone else's stuff to making your own stuff. Did you like, make, were there any conscious changes or ways that you kind of tried to, what's the word? (laughs) I'm lost on the word. Um, Balance it out because like you said, sticker making and study gram in general, it does have issues with consumption. Yeah, for sure. So something that I noticed was that, and I also had to take a lot of inspiration from a lot of like bigger creators. Um, Something that I noticed is that a lot of like the like more ethical and I guess eco-friendly packaging items and also like sticker paper and all of that stuff is significantly more expensive than the regular paper. So that means that I would be making like less money and I would have been making like less and I wouldn't have like, it would have taken more time for me to reach my goal. And I had to really calculate out like, okay, I have to reach this goal by then if I were to use the more ethical like paper, the sticker paper or better, um, packaging envelopes that were like better for the environment and I think that it's not it's obviously not accessible to everyone and I think that's something that the community has a problem with is like really quickly jumping to judge a lot of people but at the Mm -hmm. end of the day we don't know who comes from like a low-income household who really just wants like to have fun with this really creative process and I think that we shouldn't like place that burden on them I should think we should place it on like bigger problems and more systemic problems of environmental stuff but um, going back to sticker making, um, I <laughs> did, and I do, I'm really lucky that my mom was super supportive and was able to, like, kind of, like, lend me money for it to do use, like, more, um, better, like, packaging, also, like, less packaging in some sense, but the packaging that I did use was, um, was completely, like, recyclable, um, same with, like, the envelopes I used, and I always avoided, um, just using plastic in general to package things, also, because, like, plastic looks really weird in a lot of circumstances, so I'm very lucky that in like the community was already very accepting towards like um like bio biodegradable and like really eth- eco-friendly like tissue paper and stuff very little like tissue paper and stuff like that but definitely there's like a conscious switch into also like being uh, mindful of like what other creators use because I think it's like I said it's easy to jump and judge other people when you don't realize that everyone comes from like a very different background so yeah I'm like I'm really lucky that I was able to afford and purchase those like more eco-friendly items.
it really sucks to see that people place the burden on individuals that are just trying to have fun with themselves and you know maybe just trying to make some money of their own instead of focusing on other companies that might be more unethical because I feel like they're the ones with the problems since they're mass producing everything instead of the individuals no yeah I completely agreed and I know we're this is like sidetracking from the conversation here but like if I if I were to like rebrand anything now and since I don't um um since I'm not like raising money for debate now I would have like totally loved to like introduce like this like my favorite political quotes and one of my favorite ones actually I think my favorite one is like um it's my favorite one so much that I have it plastered on like my dashboard on notion which is like a planning thing it's um mm-hmm. be be cruel to systems and not individuals and I just like that quote really I, I I think it was around that time when I was making stickers that I first learned about that quote and it was something that was applying to like so many different parts of my life including for some like for some reason including like the art community and the sticker making community to be like kind to individuals and to be more I guess, critical of like the systems we live under. But yeah, mm-hmm. agreed, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> when you started transitioning from reselling stationery to stickers, did you ever try to improve maybe your art skills just because, you know, selling stickers, you have to draw it out. And that's pretty much the whole premise of sticker making. Yes, it took so, so, so long. And honestly, I had so much problems at first, like being okay with my art because I didn't know where to start. I'm like historically known as the one person in my family who cannot draw. Like, um, I think we talked about this before, but like most uh-huh. of my family draws really, really well. And my grandma was actually like a professional artist for um, most of like her life. And it's just, it was like a lot, right? And something that I honestly did was because we were in school online for the most, I was in, uh, in I was in school online in, for an entire year. I was able to, you know, have um, good notes on my iPad on one side of the screen and procreate on the other side of the screen to be sketching. So like, I don't know, I don't, I didn't care about like the um, the parabolas and the unit circles. I cared more about my circles of drawing my bears and other fun animals that I was drawing at the time. So yeah, I had to practice art a lot. And because I'm also really busy, I also do like journalism and I was doing like debate, like the actual debating at the time, other than also like studying, uh, sorry, other than also like sticker making. And I had like a bunch of classes. I had like, I have like so much going on in my life. So I had to like squeeze in that time whenever I can, whether if it was during class, whether it was, um, and I was paying attention, of course, it was just (laughs) when I could, if any, for some reason, if any teachers are listening, um, I was paying attention, but I tried to stick it in like between class periods, anytime, like I was kind of waiting for someone to come on a meeting, just Mm -hmm. anytime I found time, I would just like you know, I have my iPad here. I just have my, and I have my Apple pencil here. I just doodle whenever I can. And also like consume a lot of other people's art and like really not get over like the fear of asking for help with art was a really big, um, really big thing for me. And just, yeah, like using the resources I had around me and keeping, keeping like the positivity up too, since it was very stressful time. And um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, understand to a point where I'm like we have Claire and I have this one friend who is so like naturally talented at drawing um Claire's really good at drawing too yes (laughs) I 
like, don't know if it, I can agree with that but thank you <laughs> like we're at the point where you know like when you were in school you were terrible like you I don't know I've seen some really bad drawings by some people like kids my age and it's like not good but I'm also like not like I'm like not good either so I'm like in that weird middle where I can trace but it doesn't look very good even when I yeah. trace right mm-hmm. or like just like copy um and so for people who don't have that natural talent of just drawing exactly what they see what are some tips for like learning how to draw because I think even for some people like in my mind in the beginning when I was young I was like I don't think I can even get to the point like if I don't have that talent, it's impossible to recreate what I see people doing. So what are, what's, what is some advice you would give? Yes, I've always been, I always felt like the person who really didn't have like that natural talent in anything, but um, we can talk about those issues later, but specifically with art, I definitely had that issue for a while and it was so frustrating. And I think that like the first thing that I would have told myself like a few months ago was to let go of the idea of let go of the fear of being unoriginal because I think that's something that's very intrinsic to me and also within like a lot of our generation that we want to be our like we want to be quirky we want to be like unique in ourselves basically right and that's something that's very me like if you know me you know that I am very different in a lot of ways and I love that idea and I love that I'm unique in my own way but when it comes to art I think it really humbled me in the way that it told me that hey like crystal like there's no real thing such as like originality in some cases of course like I'm not going around like copying every idea from my friend but like it's okay you know to reach out for help and it's okay to take inspiration from other people so something that I told I like I would really hammer into myself if I could talk to myself a few months ago is to like really consume other people's art and I talked about this earlier but like being able to consume other people's art and find like appreciation in it and also look for inspiration in it and like just kind of like having it organized in a way like I would have certain I would have like different Pinterest folders that I'd have for our ideas that I want to do like for my shop or our ideas that I want to do for practice, really complex ideas, um, ideas for like my OC, which is something called like an original character. Um, I wanted to like develop my original character that would be kind of like my brand kind of and um, I did eventually and their name is Wilbur. Uh, Wilbur is uh, Wilbur goes by any pronouns which is very cool of them Mm -hmm. Um, but like Wilbur is like a little bear that I designed and for anyone who's watching like the actual YouTube video right now Wilbur kind of looks like like this I'm holding uh, the camera but Wilbur and that's their pal we never got to name their pal but that's Wilbur their friend (laughs) yeah yeah their friend we call them the friend the friend honestly (laughs) best name ever thank thank you guys for naming them finally <laughs> after, after so many months but anyways um I was trying to design like my original character and it took so long but it would have taken a lot longer if I didn't just let go of the idea of being original let go of the fear of being unoriginal and um I'm really glad that I had a lot of like folders that I had organized on Pinterest with ideas for Wilbur because there are a lot of like I guess bears on Studygram and I was thinking like oh do I want to what color do I want to make Wilbur what like what does Wilbur do what does Wilbur wear wear like stuff like that right so um yeah definitely like other piece of advice is to 
keep like your inspiration organized and keep looking for inspiration and I just talked about this but keep drawing like anytime you can watch people draw there are so many fun like like digital art um draw with me it's like go draw with your friends like I went I think um I I think a while ago like around AP season I was drawing in a cafe with my friend it was so much fun and we had like you know we were safe with our masks on with our coffee just a lot of fun find any potential like places to draw and get inspiration from speaking of inspiration I know you mentioned Pinterest but where are other places that you find inspiration for your own drawings Mm -hmm. Yeah, so definitely Pinterest. I think also on YouTube, there are a lot of, you know, like small sticker creators that have their own like YouTube channels, like what I was talking about earlier, what, how mm -hmm. like study grammars have their own YouTube channels. People who make stickers also have their, have their own YouTube channels. Even at some point, I made a YouTube channel for that. Um, and it was like super fun to watch like other people and other people, other sticker makers sticker makers yes the other sticker makers usually make something called studio vlogs and studio vlogs their studio is just like their I guess desk where they make stickers and stuff like that and do like art and stuff and it would like vlog through all of the art stuff that they do in a day such as packaging orders uh, making new designs going to like I don't know Hobby Lobby or what's the other place that has a lot of like Marshalls to get oh Marshalls yeah same thing with an M don't worry um <laughs> I was going to like Michael's, Michael's, you, you messed me up, oh my god, <laughs> going to Michael's, <laughs> going to Michael's to get like some art and stuff, and they would just like film them doing that, and it was just so much fun to see like very successful, like quote-unquote successful um, artists like go out and do stuff like that, and it was like really great for inspiration to kind of be motivated too, because I think something else that you need inspiration for when it comes to sticker making is motivation, it is so, so easy to be like, oh my gosh, like I have two AP tests I need to study for, at least this with me, I have two AP mm -hmm. tests I need to study for and um, debate championships I need to prep for and a club I need to run. I don't have time to draw, but you got to get that time in somewhere. And I think like mm -hmm. watching, watching and getting the inspiration to find that time to have like creative time for yourself from art study grammars, wait, no, artists on study gram and also YouTubers was super needed. Um, and also just like, you can find an art community literally anywhere on social media. I really like them. There are a lot of like great artists on Twitter and also just being um, open to like artists on Instagram is also like really cool. I think there are a lot of like art communities that do like something called DTIYs. Never really like figured out what it stands for, but what I do know what it means is that you um, basically like someone will host it, host like a certain DTIY um, and it's like an, a piece of art that they drew that's very original to them and you can take like elements of that so let's say for example I drew Wilbur riding Santa's like sleigh thing up into the sky and people can do that and they can change it to however they want so people would change that to maybe like their own original character riding Santa up into the sky or maybe Santa. Oh, like, uh -huh. like draw it in your own style yeah, kind of draw it in your own style with the same concept, right? So just kind of participating yeah. in those. I never really got the chance to do them because I was so focused on like everything else with school going on this year. But I really, I did, I did participate. I think in a few, but I never like you know published them. But just getting to like those practice um, oppor opportunities, it's really important. And yeah, that's where I kind of got like my main inspiration for a lot of like creations. Yeah, and those YouTube channels, sometimes they're just really satisfying to watch. Yeah, Because yeah. 
I think all, I don't know, for me, like, I was on study grant for like a week. <laughs> and then like, like everything's like, there's always, I think they have a pretty much consistent theme, like pastel, white color. Mm -hmm, uh, sure. But it's all very calming. And I know, like you said, they've gone through like how they make their stickers of art. So I was wondering if you could walk us through, like pretend you're doing a vlog or one of your studio, yeah, your studio vlog and like walk us through kind of like, um, say you have a sticker and then how would you put it in the sticker machine and walk us through how that works and then how you package, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so basically I think what I would say is the first thing I do is I have to finish like the art design, right? And I already mm -hmm. talked about kind of like the inspiration for the concept after I've completely finished drawing it, which honestly takes around like a day or two to like really perfect. And honestly, it kind of takes more time than that. I'm just like always in a rush and I'm like, mm, looks mm -hmm. great, let's go. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, yeah, after like a day, I would first save it to like my... Um, so back then, at first, I didn't have a sticker machine. What I would do is I would literally copy and paste it onto a Google Doc and oh. have, like, the, all of the borders. Yeah, I would have all of, like, the borders kind of, like, widened out so that I could maximize the paper. And I would just copy and paste, like, a bunch and figure I would probably, like, for example, if I had, like, a sticker pack of a lot of fruit items and things that you would find at farmer's markets because farmer markets are very trendy, and I think they still kind of are, but they were very trendy at one point with the whole like cottage core thing. Um, so yeah, I would have them like copy and paste it so that I would have around like four packs of the, let's say farmer's market stickers on maybe like two Google doc um, pages. And what I would do is print them out on sticker paper. So I would put the sticker paper in place of like the regular paper and just print it out in full color. And then I would literally use regular scissors and just cut them out while listening to um like Marco learning videos on AP European history so um that was fun or I would listen to like my teacher talk about Euro or world history and I would just cut them out and then after that I would use like a sort of like a like a sticky note and I already like my family bought a bulk of like sticky note packs when I was a younger like around like th two or three years ago and I was like oh yeah not gonna buy more I'm just gonna use that so I would like put the um the sticker pack like five I think it was like eight stickers on top of like the sticky note and then on the back I would write like a little note saying thank you to the, like the person who bought it include like a little receipt include a um like a little gift card saying like oh if you use this code on etsy or just text me to code you can get like a certain percentage off my business card and some extras extras are so fun extras are just like extra stickers yeah. that are um included in a lot of small businesses which is why you should definitely shop small because they include um, they include little extras like that. So I would have um, extras, pretty much like new extras every two months-ish, usually like mm -hmm. a month-ish or so. So I would include the extras um, and I would just kind of like package it, you know, fold stuff. Folding the paper is like so much fun. Um, but when you're doing it right, sometimes when it's like, when, when I fold it wrong, it looks bad. I, you know, internally cry, <laughs> but that's okay. As long as you're doing it right. And then you put, and I have a little, instead of like just putting tape, I have my own little, um, circular. I had I had circular like thank you uh, stickers that I drew oh. out myself, and I would cut them in a circle and tear them off and then put them on. Um, were they perfect circles? 
no but did they look like circles heck yeah they did and I would just put it on and um and I think I would just put them in like the envelope you know address everything and stamp and send it out and that was it when I was doing stickers from like when I was cutting stickers but when I had my silhouette machine a silhouette machine is like basically um a machine that will it has a little like blade and what it does is like it cuts out and you can adjust the pressure and it will cut out um on the on the sticker paper so that you could peel off like a certain shape or form and if the sticker paper has a sort of design all you have to do is kind of like put the design into the silhouette portrait thing app thing on your computer and you Mm -hmm. would just have to trace and it's a long process but you would have to either manually or mechanically like just trace your sticker design on the program and then have adjust like the um, settings for like the, the the blade and then you would just plug it into your computer plug it into like the um the machine and then you would print the paper and put it on this kind of like kind of like this adhesive mat and you stick it into the machine and it would just like make a very loud annoying sound for around like 10 minutes <laughs> and like the blade will go mm-hmm, like around like kind of like a typewriter and once it's <laughs> yeah. done once it's done like yelling and screaming grout like for around like uh maybe like 10 minutes it kind of depends on like how many cuts it has to make you kind of like take it out and you peel off like the stuff and it's the most satisfying thing ever because when you peel off all the excess stickers you just have like the stickers that you need and you just kind of use this like shovel thing I call it a shovel because it's funny like that but it's literally like shoveling off the sticker so that it doesn't like curve when you take it off the adhesive mat and Mm -hmm. once you have that down once I have that down it's just the same thing as like uh it's kind of the same process that I used to do where you know, with the receipt, the business card, um, extras, and all this stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, the silhouette machine is, it was honestly really complicated at first, but a little bit less complicated than getting, like, carpal tunnel or something. Like exactly, parents. at least you're not hurting yourself while cutting it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Much more convenient. That only takes, like, what, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes? Instead of, what, how long does um, it take for you to cut, hand, I like, would hand cut? I got really fast at one point. It was like really fun. I would like time myself um, and it would turn out really great too. So it was honestly, I'll be honest, like the sticker machine was such a hassle in the beginning because I'm so bad at following instructions. Like Mm. I live my life by not following instructions and I'm somehow still like thriving um but I'm not, but uh, that's a complete joke um but I, I suck at following directions and it was a hard time at first but honestly yeah it, it saved me a good like 20 minutes a day 30 minutes a day for, I would say like 30 to 40 minutes not not 20 mm-hmm. that's a lie but yeah it was it was more convenient after I figured out how to actually use it yeah when sometimes we get a new thing and then I just start using it without looking at what, like how you're supposed to use it. Because I don't know, for me, I get impatient. And if it works, then it works. If it doesn't work, and then, then I go back to the instructions. Same, exactly same. <laughs> Which, I mean, honestly, most times it doesn't work. So I could save myself more time by going to the instructions first. But I just don't want to. It's know, okay. So it just you just feel so much better and like mm-hmm. just superior if you don't need instructions right, right? Just, like I'm so proud of myself when I figure it out by myself like, yeah I don't, I don't need this stupid booklet <laughs> look at us independent woman here this is <laughs> the future of feminism literally girls in stem girls in stem <laughs> literally yeah
and dad. So after like, obviously you started doing, well, I mean, we can talk about like before and after Silhouette Machine uh, came in. If you haven't talked about it yet, what are some other difficulties that you faced in like specifically just the making of the sticker? Mm -hmm. So um, there are two types of printing and cutting machines. There's the Silhouette and there's the Cricut. And this is almost like choosing between, it's almost like the American elections. It's like choosing between the two evils, right? <laughs> so both of them are terrible. Like the Cricut is objectively worse, I th in my opinion, but oh, both of real? them are yeah, they're objectively, like, terrible. The Cricut, like, machine had so many issues that, like, I think they had to issue a whole TikTok and Twitter statement about it because of how many creators were complaining about how, like, sucky it was. Um, but it is, it does, it does make a more pleasant sound. That's the only thing. It's just that it took, like, a lot of time, and the cuts were never, like, really precise. So if you had, like, a certain, like, a heart, for example, printed on a red heart, print it on white paper mm -hmm. if you had it cut you would still have some like white for some reason it was like really uh, that's like an example of like the problem right so cricket wasn't good and I was like okay I'll just buy the silhouette it's like hundred dollars more expensive but that's okay I had like a I was I'm paying it off with like my summer job now so it was like mm -hmm. kind of fine and I had my own money and stuff like that so um yeah I did buy the silhouette machine and I think the other problem, the biggest problem that I faced with the silhouette machine was how it would just not register. And what that means is that basically when you print out like your stickers from the silhouette app, there will be little registration marks. And what the silhouette machine has to do is um, it has to scan those registration marks to make sure that everything is aligned precisely. And what used to happen a lot was it wouldn't freaking register for some reason even though uh -huh. I had the marks there I printed them I printed them with like thick boldness it would not register so I would have like all of my friends help me out for like around two weeks I think where we tried everything from like um like we would move my machine under a light we would only use it when it was like daytime specifically in the morning for some reason it was just so much um and there was a thing where, and the thing that ended up working was I would literally have to flash my phone's flashlight on top of the register thing for it to click. And it was like, like a hallelujah moment every time it made the beep sound of like, okay, we're good to go to cut. And I was like, it was so stressful, um, which is why in the beginning, it honestly took a little bit more time than cutting them on, cutting them with my hand. But once I figured it out, I also had to buy like a new mat for some reason, because like the, mat, the adhesive mat that the Silhouette company gave was way too flimsy and it needed like I needed a thicker one. So and a hard, like a sturdier one so I got another one from my friend like sent one to me from San Francisco <laughs> and so I had to wait for that and then I that one eventually started working really well and after that it was like kind of smooth sailing through there but still like I was um I was like printing some stickers for a friend a few days ago and it was like still not working I was like getting trauma from like oh my gosh like why oh the frustration <laughs> yeah it was frustrating for sure but yeah I did not know that sticker making would be this hard. Honestly, I thought it was just put the paper in the machine, <laughs> tap some buttons, and you're good to go. Obviously if not. Only. If you only. Know. That's okay. Well, aside from all the difficulties that you face throughout sticker making, is there any perhaps 
escape or a mental benefit to drawing and making stickers that you had? Heck yeah, there was, especially during like AP season. Oh my God, anything to escape learning about like (laughs) three reasons why like the Mongolians helped spread like, um, like spread like the Silk Road or something or help like the economy. Why am I remembering this? Because I got good scores. That's why. But anyways, (laughs) yes, anything to escape um, from that was really great. Honestly, like it was really nice to because I said in the past like I'm an extrovert it was really nice to make a lot of new friends I think like I, I always find a lot of like mental escape from um, my own mental health like struggles with meeting new people and finding joy in meeting new people so definitely just mm-hmm. reaching out to for help from different people getting on different calls with different like people in the sticker community was so much fun and a great stress relief and we would like draw together on the phone while talking or maybe like go on IG live together while talking and just packaging stickers all of that was like really uh like a good relief for me um but Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing that I always like to talk about was how it was a really great stress relief for me during the um during like a really I I don't like calling like like the API stop API hate movement because I think it should be like an ongoing thing but around a time when like in March where like six um women in Georgia were like murdered six six Asian women in Georgia were murdered there was like a huge Mm -hmm. uprising in like a lot of stop API hate protests going on in person and also a lot of like social media posts and during that time I was really stressed out because not only was I I think like competing for like pretty important debate tournaments at that time and not only was I like really I guess like I've always really struggled I guess with my Asian identity it was just a time where I was like trying to figure everything out and sticker making came in as like a kind of a coping mechanism for me. So what I did was I designed these like stop API hate stickers that were basically just Wilbur, which is like my original character yeah. holding up like protect Asian lives, which is like P-A-L, like PAL. Um, and I, yeah, I found a lot of relief in that. And I honestly, and I was able to raise a lot of money with that type of um, project I made. So it made me feel really great to be a part of like the, um, part of like the sticker community, like Asian sticker maker community. And also just Mm -hmm. being able to kind of channel a lot of like the stress and anxiety and the uncertainty that I was feeling into my iPad. So um, (laughs) into my screen, like just stopping it. Give me one second. Oh, I legit forgot to close my window. I heard the dog bark. Yeah, and I immediately was like, nope. That's fine. My phone rang in the beginning. That freaked me out. I heard that. I was like, I could have edited that out and just, but my face, I made a face. You were like, "Uh, I'm so sorry. I don't know why my grandma was like, yeah, just weird. (laughs) You're good. You're good. No worries. Really sorry about that. No worries. Um, I think I I don't know if you were done talking or did you want to say more? Um, no, I don't. I don't think I want to say more. But if you want me to like continue talking to make it like more natural for your cut, I can do that. But I'm really sorry about that. No, no worries. Oh my gosh, we're honestly. I think we'll be able to totally understand. Yeah, I mean, one thing I wanted like I'm just curious I know like uh in the beginning with your debate stuff right uh you were raising money f- for that 
And I was just wondering, like, who were kind of your supporters, like, who bought your stuff? And then later on, you said that you still got a lot of support from the study gram community and in the Asian study gram community. So kind of who was, like, who were you marketing towards and who were, like, who were also supporting you? Yeah, for sure. I got a lot of, so at first, for sure, like the majority of people who bought my stickers were from kind of the same, I guess, circle of people that I interacted with on the Studygram community, Mm -hmm. so specifically people who were very into like just aesthetic bullet journaling and into making, I don't know if you guys don't know what polpos are, but basically a lot of people in the K-pop community will take pictures or print pictures of like their favorite K-pop members and put like a, a, now I know what you mean. Yeah, put like a Polaroid thing in, in like around the photo and then um, put like a Polaroid border in front of the photo and decorate it. So a lot of like my stickers were great for people who made journals with polkos in them. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, so I but it was like kind of like a like mutual people that I followed on Instagram and I would see like, oh, yeah, I've heard of this person. I follow them. I just don't interact with them. And it eventually kind of grew, especially when I started marketing on like TikTok and stuff, it would be just random people who stopped by my TikTok that was on their free page and started buying from then and after that um, I stopped raising money for debate so the whole influx of people that were like really really local kind of stopped there Mm -hmm. and then when I was um, kind of like marketing towards like the AAPI community I I, I wasn't marketing towards the AAPI community but when I was making stickers to raise money for the AAPI community I guess it was mainly um, just people who wanted to help like for example um, one of my TikToks went like really viral, like it got around like 3,000 or 4,000 views at this point now, or yeah, like a, a lot of views, and it was just regular people that don't have Studygram, and I looked, I checked their Etsy profile, and they mainly just buy like bags and clothes and stuff like that, not just like only buying and putting the little like Etsy heart on like sticker items, so it really, yeah, it, it came from at one, uh, at, at a certain point, it just came from people who wanted to help and support um the Asian community so yeah that's a lot of support I am impressed at how many people you've connected with and made connections with <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I was really happy about it it's so funny because um now I do do like a little bit of marketing stuff for a, mm-hmm. like an internship that I have and um people and I also do debate so a lot of people will say um like a joke that and one of my debate mentors he's also into marketing and debate and so a joke that we made about him was his like kind of motto is like um oh my gosh buy my cool thing oh my gosh vote for my side which is like a really it it makes it's more funny if you do debate but voting for like your side I guess yeah yeah Yeah, but oh my gosh buy my thing was like (laughs) I read I really resonate with that for (laughs) the duration of like my sticker making journey Mm -hmm. Just yeah. kind of wrapping this up just a little bit for people who want to get starting on making stickers for fun or, for example, like a business similar to yours, what is either one piece of advice you would like to give or even a warning of some sort? Yeah, so um, a lot of people are under the impression that like sticker making or at least okay, there are younger people, I guess, who are under the impression that sticker making or any type of like um, Etsy small business is like kind of like sustainable in place of a like regular or I guess like a non-small business job it's not like mm-hmm. if, if you're for anyone who's like younger who's listening it's very little like profit that you make so definitely if your goal is to like be paying for something really large um, don't 
rely on that they're like uh you know they're actual like jobs that aren't like making or that aren't creative based that would be more efficient for that other Mm -hmm. than that though I would say that like be ready to plan a lot of things in advance especially with like marketing content with like shop updates shop updates are like really integral to keeping up your sticker shop so basically shop updates are like oh every like month or so I'll have like four new stickers and two new sticker sheets and some sort of new item in my shop and it'll be like a big thing where for around like a like two days I'll get maybe like a lot of sticker orders just like yeah be prepared to make those shop updates and be ready to have a lot of content prepared for on TikTok on um, Instagram for your stories just be really active and um, another like a beginning thing I would say is just yeah just be um, be be able to take in like art advice from other people too who you're asking uh, for help from so yeah criticism criticism <laughs> not my favorite thing, but it's okay yeah and it's okay we want to take it yeah <laughs> I mean, that's what helps you grow, right? And speaking of that, I was just like, how would you kind of reflect on um, like your sticker shop run? Because if, I I mean, you can tell like Crystal, if you want to tell our listeners, but uh, we've talked about before where you're taking a break right now from your sticker shop, right? Mm -hmm. I am taking a break now. It is a lot that I've grown, like, the reason why I'm taking a break, first of all, is because I work two jobs at once, which is a little bit of too much. Mm. I work from pretty much, like, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day with, like, my one-hour break right now, um, which is really a lot, but it is really fun. I work for, um, I'm a debate instructor for the Claremont Debate Union, which is, like, the Claremont College, which is very cool, and then I'm a intern for a mental health company who, like, provides, like, free therapy for schools in California so very fun great opportunities but they mean that I am constantly stressed and not able to find time for um for sticker making however it was in the be- however I, it, I never planned it like to be this way I really wanted to continue mm-hmm. making stickers and really continue with like kind of like my creative thing going on but I guess at some point it was really important for me to realize that like I'm only human and I'm not able to do everything despite how big my ego is and despite how I want to do everything so after that realization it was like kind of a bit to realize like okay like you can forgive yourself for this and just pick it up when you want to because you've already raised your money you've done what you needed to do for your like I guess for my our like Asian community um Mm -hmm. you can take a break you know that's like the kind of what I needed to tell myself so I think that in itself, like the, just like knowing how to take a break is a lot of growth for me. Um, and yeah, I think that's like kind of, I don't know if that was like the specific growth you were kind of looking for, but before that break, I really enjoyed all of the support that I got for raising a lot of money for um, for Stop API Hate, for like Mental Health Awareness Month and all of that like really cool stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, perfect. I mean, you know, any growth is good growth. growth nonetheless, exactly. Exactly, I completely agree. Well, we don't have any more questions. Claire, well, actually, I should not speak for Claire, but I do not have any <laughs> more questions. 
Claire, I don't do either. No. Crystal, do you have any last words you want to say? You could even like, um, if like any social media you want to shout out or support. Yeah. So um, if you haven't noticed, yeah, I know I, I seem very, uh, at least if you are listening to this, I don't seem like the most um, well put together person, but I promise I try to be, and I really care about other people being um, well put together in terms of like their mental health, especially teens and especially um, teens from different backgrounds, right? So I care a lot about mental health and something that I've also been working on this summer and for the past year actually is helping out this organization organization called Each Mind. Um, Each Mind is a youth started nonprofit that works to kind of change and add more like honest dialogue around mental health, especially to decrease mental health stigma around teenagers. And we take a very like intersectional approach to talking about mental health and um, actually like sticker making intertwines with this a little bit because we worked with a really one of my friends who is a really large um, sticker creator um, and small bit like Etsy small business owner her name is Emily and we created some stickers for each mind I think Emily is still selling them so if you want to go you can like check that out at each dot mind on Instagram and we also um, we donated all of that sticker. I think it was like around $200 to um, NAMI, which is the National Alliance of Mental Illness. And in terms of each mind, we do a lot of cool things. We have like a quarterly magazine. We have a lot of like fun infographics each week and you get to see a lot of our team members on Instagram Reels and TikTok. And it's just like a lot of mental health content that I think we all need coming um, with, especially with like back to school coming and stuff like that. So that's that's what I would kind of advertise and also because I am an attention wanting person you can feel free to follow my personal Instagram which is at crystal Wadado, like c-r-y-s-t-a-l-w-i-d-a-d-o and um I just post like photos of me wearing green there because green <laughs> is my favorite color right now and mm-hmm. yeah that's like my personal Instagram if anyone wants to get in contact yeah and we'll put it in our um uh, description for the episode and the video as well sounds good thank you guys so much yes hey, it was course. so great having you well thank you guys again so much for listening and have a wonderful sunday <laughs>